Oh, hello everyone, we are recording episode number 9 of Take Action Podcast with Monty and Yura. Uh, things in Green Bay still didn't change, it feels like winter, feels like Christmas, it's been cold and freezing and snowing since Halloween basically. So I'm already in winterizing mode, I'm like a bear, I'm snuggling on the couch with a warm blanket. Other than that, a pretty uneventful week for me. How was your week, Monty? Well, mine was pretty eventful, obviously. Uh, had a had a pretty awesome uh, had a pretty awesome week last week. Uh, as you guys know, I flip houses uh, on the side. I'm a realtor as well, and last week had four transactions, uh, two closings, accepted offer for a buyer and then on Saturday I sold my flip house in two days so that was pretty special it kind of is that I always go back to when I start like things changed for me that one you know a couple years ago in May and that's really like kind of like what I felt like success should feel like now I just got to figure out how to duplicate it but it was pretty awesome it was seven thousand dollars over asking price and it was in two days so it was everything I had worked for and you know a lot of credit goes to you know my buddy Rudy who did all the work on the house and you know we had some other help along the way my buddy Mike D and some other people that were were really really great on that house who made it into what it was but it was pretty cool to see the plan actually work and work better than expected so i know it can be done now it's just a matter of continually doing it now and you know maybe maybe we change the name of the podcast to retaking action because i got to do that again because it was definitely well worth it nice that's a great news mindy and uh congratulations i believe it's your new personal record house in two days oh yeah yeah i mean the house turned out beautiful so if anybody goes on to my Facebook page or MLS and looks up 606 Bader Street in Green Bay, you'll see the pictures and how it really turned out. It was it was pretty awesome. And in the last episode, we did cover a lot of important aspects on how to take action and buy your first house. We got some tips and tricks for you guys, some good advice and things to do and not. And we are going to have another interesting guest today. We're not solo this week, so I'll let you introduce our guest, Monty. Yeah, so you were talking about how shitty our weather has been and how cold it's been. Well, uh, no better person to bring in than Mr. Travel himself, Ryan Jakes of Titletown Travel. Uh, he's, uh, he's, one, he's a really, really good friend of mine. Him and I have become really close, but uh, we've even vacationed together. So this is the guy. So Ryan, welcome aboard. Thank you guys. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. So we're going to talk, you know, a little bit today, actually all of today because Yuri's just free. You should see him. He's over there with his arms crossed and <laughs> looks like he's shivering. He's ready to go on vacation. Oh, for sure. So, so we're going to talk a lot about vacationing today. And, you know, Ryan, you just had, you know, kind of a big, big turnover in your life here. You left your job to really focus on your business and you know, and do the travel thing. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So we've, my wife, Leah and I have ran this company uh, for about five years. It took us a year or so really to get it off the ground, get some clients. This was a part-time thing for us. And we've put a lot of resource into it over the last couple of years. Really, we've just let people know how passionate we are about travel, how much we love to travel, how excited we get when other people like to travel. And, you know, we love celebrating their fun moments that they have. So I've decided after being in the corporate world for 20 some years that I wanted to take a different approach to things for a while and take some time and really put my energy and passion into building a brand for Titletown Travel. And in the last month and a half or so, I've been working exclusively on that company. Uh, We've really grown our presence and starting to change some of the things that we're doing, like 
We used to really not advertise at all. It was word of mouth, Facebook, and we're not changing a whole lot of that, but we're changing the way and how we get our our brand and our message across to people. Yeah, I love it. And so you mentioned a couple of things in there. We've hit on these in past episodes, but you know, one thing you had said was about passion. And working in the corporate world, I would imagine you really didn't, I mean, you like the, like the personal interactions with your clients, but I would imagine the way that the corporate world is, probably knowing you, probably didn't didn't bond well with your personality so you know switching over there that's you know obviously taking action but also focusing on your passion how did how did I mean everybody likes to, at least from what I know most people like to travel and see new places if anything go somewhere warm and have a cocktail or 20 but how did you turn that into or why where did, when did you decide you and Leah decide that hey there might be something here for us how did that happen I think the conversation started early 2014 I was contemplating where my future was going it was probably like April I called Leah on a whim probably a Tuesday Wednesday afternoon something like that and I said hey I scored us a great deal and we're gonna go to Mexico in April and we just need to get to the beach we need to really think about you know where where things are going where our direct my directions going and we got to the beach and I started talking there and I said wouldn't it be cool if we could just do this for everybody because I keep spending all this money on booking fees and this fee and that fee and everything else wouldn't it be cool if we could share our passion with other people and share our knowledge with everything that we know everything we do wouldn't it be cool if we could share that And that took probably five to six months to come into reality. I thought you were going to say five seconds Um, to make that decision to do it. (laughs) I I think the decision was made, but I think putting our foot forward back then was kind of a scary thing. You know, looking back on it, obviously it's been a really great decision for us. And we have, I would call it a core, core client group. And those people have been very loyal to us and we continue to grow you know, who we work with. But I think when they deal a lot, mostly people deal with Leah. She does a lot of the communication. They love her. She's got a great personality, easy to get along with. But I think what they see when they work with us is, again, our passion, how excited we get. You know, most people only get excited about their vacation. I get excited when somebody calls, emails, messages into uh, Titletown Travel and says, hey, we're looking for this. I'm like, yes, I get to go search vacations. <laughs> like, to me, that's cool. If I can't be on vacation, I want to help you get on vacation uh, because we feel that passionate about it. And while we were talking, if I could just bring something up quick, I used to not want to travel. The really? first time we went to Mexico, I almost booked a flight the next day home. I was scared out of my mind. We were just married. I was, you know, that was probably 15 years ago. I think we tallied it up the other day and we're at like 19 or 20 times now to Mexico. Sure. So. So you're not worried about the cartel gunning you down? Not at all. Make smart decisions and you'll be fine. Yeah, sure. For sure. And for a lot of us, to be honest with you guys, vacation is road to happiness. When it's like this outside, when it's cold, when it's gloomy, don't tell me going on vacation not going to make you happy. And that's what this podcast is all about. Weeks ago, when Bill Sims was here, he gets his own system, but his overall goal was to be happy. So for a lot of us, going on vacation, it's one step towards your happiness. You go in, you get some sun, you get your battery energized, and 
for somebody who's gonna tell me they don't enjoy vacation, and I'm gonna tell you to your robot from Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Landed to Earth, doesn't know how things work. So yeah, vacations are great. Every time we go on vacation, we usually go around January, end of January, week before Super Bowl. It's a good time for me to go. It's not too busy at work. And there are so many people from Wisconsin. We like to go uh, Mexico, specifically uh, Riviera Maya area. And so many times you saw so many people from Wisconsin that I was joking to my wife. It feels like it's part of Wisconsin in that (laughs) That time of year, right? Yeah. Well, it's crazy. When we go, we meet people from all over. You know, for example, this weekend we're going to Chicago Saturday and we're meeting up with people that we met four years ago in Riviera Maya, right near where you stayed in Puerto Morales, great little city. We're meeting up with them, you know, and we've made these lifelong friendships with people that we meet. So that's one of the aspects that we really like about travel. Just this past summer when we were in California, we met up with some really good friends that we'd met six years ago and got to spend a few days with them. They got to meet our kids. To me, that's the beauty of travel. Not only when you're there, you know, but the friendships that you take with you, especially with having social media and Facebook and everything, you get to carry that with you. Memories pop up and it just, you know, it brings back those good memories. And those are things that can never be taken away from you. Yeah, for sure. And for those that don't know Ryan, he is the opposite of an introvert. So he would be, (laughs) he is extremely extroverted. So we went on vacation with them about, well, last year, almost a year from today. And we... (laughs) It was an amazing time. Obviously, you know, Mr. Jake's here, as uh, the resort workers call him. He just shows up, and he's he's quick to friend anybody out there. That's the one awesome thing about Ryan. Sometimes it's even a little bit annoying when he leaves his kids with me, and I end up becoming their parents <laughs> for a full day. <laughs> no, I was not annoyed. His kids are great. We had a great time. But next thing you know, Ryan's off talking to somebody. He's away for like two hours. I'm playing catch with his kid, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, he's he's uh, he's definitely one to, to get to know and, and uh, great guy so yeah so anyway on to the next thing so we want to bring up today a couple of things just like some travel tips for those who maybe haven't traveled before for those you know obviously people who have traveled and maybe just don't have enough knowledge and they just kind of wing it what are some like the basics let's start with let's start with booking and we're not gonna we'll advertise you at the end of the at the end of the podcast but we're talking about like just like what to look for when they're booking a trip so I think you have to take a few things into consideration when you're booking what do you want out of your vacation, right? Do you want fun in the sun? Do you want to go on an Alaskan cruise? You know, do you want a cabin in the woods? What do you want? So I think you need to establish what your goal is first. And it's really important to have a budget. I think things go best when you have a little bit of flexibility in there. Meaning, you know, could you stretch your budget if you need to? Could you go to a nicer resort if you were willing to, say, fly out of Chicago versus Green Bay or Appleton or, you know, right in your backyard, wherever that may be? Are you willing to travel a little bit to, you know, a larger airport to to help with that budget? Things like that. So I think it's really important to define what your goal is in that trip. And then you can have, whether you're researching on your own or you have a travel agent working for you, um, there are search engines out there. You can search flight only, hotel only. A lot of stuff that we do, we book directly with the large vendors out there, the Apple Vacations, FunJet, thing like, things like that. So a lot of stuff that you see online if you're out there using search engines, we're using very similar resources to that that get us to the same place. So 
usually somebody will have at least looked at something like that when they come to us. But, you know, a lot of times where we get caught up with people is we say, what's your budget? And they say, I don't know. So I would say at least have a rough estimate in mind. So I think that's something, you know, really important when you're starting to travel. And then from there, I mean, time of the year, when do you want to go? If you have a family, are you bringing your kids? Are they staying home? What are we looking for? So, you know, when are we going? What are you looking to do? What are you looking to accomplish? Who's coming with you? What do you got in the bank? Cool. So, okay. So now we got the book. We got the trip booked. We figured out the budget. We figured out where we want to go. We're all excited, ready to roll. What are things we need to have before we get to the airport? So if you're leaving the country, you need your passport. Everybody leaving the country and wanting to come back into the country um, <laughs> should have a passport, even infants, newborns. I remember my sister went on vacation. I think her son was six weeks old and they needed a passport for him. So they had to drive to Chicago to do one of the same day mm, passports. Been there. So if you don't have the time, there are ways to expedite it, but you need a passport. I always think it's important to have a packing list and we typically provide our, our travelers with a packing list because there's a lot of important things on there. If you're going to Mexico, things are a little bit different as far as the way the food's prepared and things, and we've all heard, don't drink the Mexican water. So always bring extra pairs of underwear. I was gonna say <laughs> some belly medications, but that's probably not a bad idea either. Um. I just know my wife packs like double the amount of underwear I actually need on a trip. She thinks I'm gonna crap my pants twice a day while I'm out there, so. So, I mean, it's really important to have those things again, know where you're going. Once you have that passport, this is something that a lot of people don't do, but I think it's really important to know, take a full photocopy of your passport and put it in your luggage. You may never ever need it. Mine is still in there. I've probably gone through three suitcases now in the last dozen years, but it goes, I, I haven't opened it up since I got my new passport, but copy of my passport is in there should I ever lose my physical passport, it's a lot easier to deal with the U.S. Embassy oh, that's great in point. that way. That's a great tip. So that's, sure. you know, that's something really important. And then, you know, don't stress when you're packing. I think that's a really important trip. You don't need as much as you think you do, and I've gotten better at this through the years. I mean, really, you know, if I'm going to the beach, if I'm going to an all-inclusive, you know, I probably need a pair of dress pants, a polo or two, a button-down or two, a couple t-shirts for the day, two swim trunks, you know, and I always say, as long as I have my credit card or cash on me, we can get what we need down there should we right, forget something. For sure. So don't stress if you forget something because you know if you got a couple bucks in your pocket i promise you somebody's willing to sell you something anywhere you are in the world <laughs> especially there <laughs> right <laughs> especially there okay so airport let's check in we go to the front desk we get our we get our flights any tips there where you can save some time as you're going into the airports i know there's a great one when you come back but yeah so we'll get to that that's that that is a good one when you get there uh prior to getting there most airlines Unless you're on a charter flight, most airlines let you check in 24 hours prior. When you get that email, you get that notification on, on the app, if you have it on your phone, check in, put your passport in there, put your information as much as you can fill out in there. Um, because a lot of times you can instant download your boarding pass, which saves a lot of time when you get to the airport because then you're just dropping your luggage. Um, they're checking in, making sure that you're you, you know, your face to your passport, and then um, drop your luggage and you go through uh, security. And security, I I'll tell you this, if you're traveling with a family, my number one tip there is prepare your kids ahead of time. They very well might get asked some questions at that front checkpoint. 
are these, they might not ask, are these your parents? My kids have been asked that um, in certain customs lines. Are these your parents? I don't know how they um, would even question that with I, the way your I kids know, look. They I look know. just like you and Leah. Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> but let them know, don't be overwhelmed by it. But that's probably also not the time to joke around and say, no, they kidnapped me because you're probably not going on vacation then. But let them know that, you know, a, a conversation is going to happen, but they shouldn't be too worried about it. I know they've asked my daughter, Miranda, you know, what city do you live in? What's your middle name? Just things like that. And do you know the people you're traveling with? Things like that. So if you're with your kids and they've never done, you know, any kind of traveling before and they're with you, I would prep them that they very well could get asked some questions. Sure. And then through security, just listen to what they say. Typically, anybody over 12 is taking shoes off, metal everything out of your pockets, things like that. You know, a lot of things have changed. They're there for your protection. So don't get upset if they ask you to remove something from your bag. Uh, it makes the whole process go sooner or quicker. We bring snacks with us. All food has to come out now too. So just prepare for that. That's why they say get there at least two hours ahead of time. Yeah, you guys bring snacks galore. Yeah, we don't go hungry on vacation. <laughs> nice. So, uh, hungry gets you to hangry level and then it's not fun anymore. Not at all. So once you get your passport, you checked in next day in airport, your airplane, you got to your destination. A lot of listeners, especially people who don't go on vacation, often are pretty stressed out about situation going on in Mexico and Dominican Republic. People think they're going to get kidnapped right away off plane or going to get solicited. So what's your best advice dealing with people at airport when you get to a destination? Only Belarusians think that way. <laughs> no, that's not true. That is not true. <laughs> so I will tell you, I am going to be doing a little bit of work on this because this is where a lot of our, our customers really stress out. I was actually supposed to be doing this yesterday circumstances changed but when you exit the plane at your destination typically you're going to go through a long hallway and then you will come to a large room with some like essentially check stalls with agents sitting in it that is immigration citizens to that country have one line and most of us obviously are non-citizens if we're going to mexico dominican or another country right any other country really we have to you know go it, it, it takes a little bit of time. Sometimes you can get through as quick as a half hour. Sometimes you're there two hours. It just depends. And sometimes it depends on the situations. Each person needs to hold their individual passport, hats off, sunglasses off, things like that. That can expedite that whole process. Get up there, smile at them, say hello. They're going to scan your passport, make sure everything checks out. Okay, you're through there. Then you head towards your luggage. You get your luggage. Then you're going through customs. Typically, they're going to ask you, do you have anything alive in your suitcase? Meaning plants, things like that. Do you have any meat? A lot of countries want to know because they want to protect from diseases coming in. Fruits, vegetables, they don't want coming in. So usually you get through that pretty quick. Sometimes they'll scan your bags. Sometimes not. Sometimes they have dogs around sniffing. So... Again, don't let any of that throw you. Just get your luggage, go through line, listen to directions. Okay, once you've cleared customs, this is where it gets important and this is where we're gonna do some live shoots because I think a lot of people stress out about this. You're gonna essentially come out into a very busy area. I'm sure you guys both remember this. Mm -hmm. when, you, when you exit and you're pulling that suitcase, you immediately get flocked 
too. Yeah. It's they, over it's overwhelming for the first couple of times you go because for my experience when we first went to Mexico, that was just my wife and I. We went there on our for one year anniversary and it's everybody, "Señor, señor, señor, come, come with me, come with me." And uh so yeah, I mean that's this that's the part that I think is the most important, the most stressful part of the vacation at least getting there anyway. It, it truly is. So what we tell people, what we've taught our kids, get a good grip on that handle, put your head down, make sure you can see in front of you and go no one there has anything that you need in that airport. They're trying to sell you timeshares. They're going to give you free offers, this, that, the other thing. People want to change your money for free. And next thing you know, you're signing up for a timeshare meeting. Don't feel bad that you don't acknowledge them. Walk straight past them. Don't say a word. And once you get out of the airport, it's, I mean, it's a good 20, 30 seconds sometimes a minute, depending on how big the airport is. Just know you've got to go through it. Like I said, video footage uh, to uh, to follow, but just power through it, get outside. And that's where your agent is. Like we deal a lot with Apple Vacations. They're out there in flowered shirts. Then you can kind of breathe. Those are the people you want to talk. And I always say that's when vacation starts yep. because they start to, you know, whether you have a a private transfer or a group transfer, whatever it is, they get you into the right place. You know, or if you do need a cab, don't take care of that inside. Get out of the airport. Nothing good happens in that that area of the airport. Just get through it, get outside, and that's where, you know, in my opinion, you're going to deal with the rational people, the people that you are there to see, really, and they've got your best interest in mind. You can choose to tip them if you feel they've given you good service. You don't have to tip them. Everybody is there to help. Some people are employees at the airport, but most of them work for either a travel company or a resort specifically. Now, if they aren't going to, say, an all-inclusive resort at that point, what should they look for? So it depends. Again, if you're going somewhere warm um, and you've rented a car, you're going to want to find that specific car rental counter. If you have you know, some sort of transfer set up, those people are all waiting once you exit the airport. So that's really important to know that nobody's going to be waiting inside that airport for you typically in those warm tropical places. Europe, things like that, they can get into the airport. I mean, if you think of like, you know, when you get picked up, if you land in Chicago, they can sit in those terminals for you. They just can't get very far in that terminal. Right. So Usually they have signs too, right? It's it's really important to, yeah, they, they typically will have a sign either with your name or the company that you've worked with. Like, for example, for us, they wouldn't have a Title Town Travel sign up. They would have an Apple Vacations or FunJet right. or yeah, Cheap Caribbean, whatever it is. So it's really important to know what you're looking for. And we make sure that everybody knows that. I mean, we... We usually, you know, do a, a walkthrough of what to expect and, and how to get through that. Cool. And I just wanted to mention, uh, Ryan said FunJet and Apple Vacations. And to be honest with you, we try to book our vacations from Apple all the time. They include transfer. And if you're intimidated about flying in somewhere for the first time or just intimidated in general, a lot of the times I suggest get your transfer. Everything will be set up for you. You're going to get out, out of airport. You're going to find somebody in that flowered shirt and you'll be taken care of. You'll get on your transfer. The next day you'll set up transfer to go back home. So you are golden. You're not getting kidnapped, or at least at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I usually go to uh, the flower shirt that has the most people around it. I never go to the guy standing by himself. Yeah. <laughs> so for whatever that's worth. One little side caveat, be careful 
when you're um, at those little hut bars, you want you want a cocktail really bad. We found out the wrong way. The, the bar in Cancun can be very costly. I mean, they charge $18 for a mixed drink. Oof. So you want to start vacation, right? That's fine. And if you're willing to do that, you're on vacation, great. Just know that. You're out that, 20 to yep, start. That was something pretty surprising. And that just changed. We used to walk out of there and spend two, three bucks a yep. drink. And um, when we were there in March, the lady looked at me and said, $28. I said, for what? I had one can of beer and Leah had a cocktail. Wow. Like, um, okay, we won't do this again. But we went back in October and, well, I did it again because I wanted Because you're you. Yeah, I wanted that beer for the hour drive. So. <laughs> Very nice. Good. Okay, so a la carte versus all-inclusive. Those are some great travel tips. Obviously, there's more to, There's more that he can give. You know, hit Ryan up on Titletown Travel and look for it on Facebook at Titletown Travel. But the uh, all-inclusive versus a la carte question, you guys actually posted this on social media last week, and uh, I thought the results were pretty crazy because it was pretty one-sided. Wasn't it like 86 I saw like 90%. 93 to 7 oh, or something okay, like so that, that at one yeah, point. Yeah, the one I was thinking 86, that was all-inclusive versus a cruise. So That's I want to say it was... 100% for me. We, you know, we, we get decent activity <sighs> on those votes. I think there was one vote out of 45 50 that chose like the condo versus the all-inclusive but there's a lot to be said about that we've gone to grand cayman island and had that condo and we've really enjoyed it yeah you know for us and the way we travel the way we think we don't really want to think a whole lot on vacation you know our biggest decision of the the day should be you know what flavor drink am i having today and where are we eating supper tonight you know so that's the way we vacation and it really depends what you're looking for and i've heard people say well, I don't eat that much or I don't really drink. There's still a lot that comes with it. You know, like Yuri said, it could include your your transportation and everything else. So you're not piecing everything together. There's a lot to do at the resorts. It also includes the entertainment and the brand we go to. I mean, there's their own Mexican Starbucks inside of there. And I think my kids got you know, our our daily, whatever we paid in value just at that <laughs> coffee shop last time. Good Lord. There's a lot at those resorts. So I wouldn't think of it just as, well, I don't really eat a lot and I really don't drink because there's so much more that comes there's along more to with it. it. So that's those. That's the perk for me, though. Yeah. Is eating and drinking and not having to worry about my wallet. Right. Yeah. So there's, to me, there's a lot of advantage to go all-inclusive, but some places don't have all-inclusive. For example, if you want to go to like Puerto Rico. Or Florida. Yeah. Or to stay in the States. Exactly. There's very rare to have an all-inclusive. Yeah, you're States. typically not going to. I mean, some places might include beer for the week. Some Florida resorts do that on the coasts, but you're not going to find the all-inclusive options there. But there's a lot to be said about that vacation or, you know, the South Carolinas, things like that. That's more condo. We prefer to travel a different way, but we have a lot of customers that do like that kind of travel. And then there's, you know, there's different things that we can do to, you know, get them ready for their vacation as well. And I'll put my word in. I am all the way for all-inclusive vacation. Mexico is one of my favorite spots. I'm one of those weird guys. I like to drink and eat a lot. So to be honest with you, they probably their kitchen's gonna be a little bit empty and the fridge is gonna be completely empty after me and my wife are living. 
but that's our style of vacation. Somebody likes to eat, somebody likes to drink, somebody likes to do sports or activities. And here comes another question. What are the great activities which you can do within or out of resorts for Mexico or any other destination? Something fun. I think one of the really fun things, and anybody can do this, my aunt was with us last year. She's never left the country and we got her to go snorkeling with us we were on a yeah. boat it was a you were with mm-hmm. us on that party yeah. it was like a glass bottom boat where they took us it was an old submarine yeah and we they converted we oh, went so into cool. like into some coral reefs they took us into um a, a sunken boat or a shipwreck and then we got out to an area where literally everybody jumped into to the sea and we were off snorkeling and i'm pretty sure my aunt i'm i'm not sure that she swims a whole lot and not sure that she's ever swam in a sea before got right in they give you life jackets flippers and i think instinct kicks in next thing you know your face in the water you're breathing out of your tube and you've got some of the most beautiful sights in the world staring at you to me i that's one of my favorite things and you know we've had our kids snorkeling since they were probably four and two and they're you know 12 and almost 10 now so that's something i like to do typically you can find that for pretty affordable if you're in the riviera maya coast i strongly recommend like shellha or x caret things like that mm-hmm. and that's you know you're around i mean it's like a natural water park essentially is what it is they have lifeguards on duty though yep. and, and a lot it's of amazing. those you know you're gonna pay a decent amount but that also includes transportation. It'll include food, beverage, all that kind of stuff. We were, last month, uh, we were in Mexico, in Tulum, and we went back towards Playa del Carmen and went to explore. And that was like unlimited zip lining. And we were in like buggies, essentially, and going underneath caves with those and through water. And there was just lots of stuff. Zip lining, zip lining into water. They had a one where you basically sat in a swing and zip lined in. That was, I mean, that was killer. And that was fun for the whole family. So there's, you can do that kind of stuff. You can do sightseeing. Typically, they're going to have some sort of horseback riding or ATVs through the the jungle or, you know, outback, whatever kind of natural place that you're by. So those are a few things that you can do. A lot of the places also will have zoos with a lot of wildlife and things like that local to the area. Wonderful. And I will double that. I love snorkeling. Every time I go... I'm like fish. I just get in the water and sit there for a full day until my back starts to burn. And for those of you who don't want to spend money, the Caribbean is so beautiful. Take sometimes, just take your snorkel, take your own goggles, and you can find a lot of cool stuff right from your convenience of your resort. You can go on the beach, you don't have to pay, you can do whatever you want. Well, when we were in Grand Cayman, I went right off the property we were staying at. And you fish galore. Same thing last year when we were in the Dominican. Mm-hmm. There's plenty to see. And the resort we stayed at, they just took a, a deposit, right? Yeah. I think we, we had to leave a 10 or $20 deposit. Yeah. They gave us the equipment. We went out for an hour, came back. They gave us our deposit back. So yep. you don't have to go out on a charter boat, things like that. But there's a lot to do. A lot of people like deep sea fishing. And that. an unknown fact, if you go, most of your resorts, if you bring fish back, they'll make it for you for dinner that night oh it's so cool and scuba diving is amazing my tip for scuba diving is find somebody that's not local to do scuba diving usually my rule of thumb is to find french people and the people who speak french because they care so much about the scuba diving there's a reason why they're on the resorts usually that's their their full-time job 
and they take it very seriously. I've had some bad luck with uh, with locals, people. Guide. Oh. Yeah, local guide from one of the resorts. And the other time I experienced was with a the both the two times I went scuba diving was with the French the French people, and they they really look out for you and watch out for you because they're employed by the by the resorts. Ask a lot of questions when yeah. you're doing that kind of stuff too. You're most likely going to have to sign waivers and liability forms. So make sure you know what you're signing. And also understand too, if you do go scuba diving, usually there are four to four to five hour excursions, but two hours is usually training and safety training and getting yourself ready to go. You usually just can't you know, hey. throw a tank on and go jump in the ocean. Oh, for sure, mind you, because it, it makes sense. Usually what when you're trying to get your scuba diving license, it's hours and hours and right. hours. So you cannot expect to go and dive in. And It's so worth it though. Next time I'm going like, I've done down to 60 feet. I'm going 80 to 100. I'm going with sharks. I got to see that. I will not be there with you. Shark. Do, 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 do. And yep. I do want to mention cenotes. Me and my wife oh, went awesome. uh, not scuba diving, snorkeling in cenotes. And if you guys don't scared of uh, dark places or claustrophobic, the experience was phenomenal. You go in this cave and you go snorkeling. It's just so beautiful. You got stalactites. You got stalagmites. Water is nice and refreshing. It was phenomenal experience. Very cool. Yeah. So, all right. Best time of the year. People, that's a question I'm sure you get quite a bit. I've seen some surveys on your website lately. Right. So I love going in the fall. And our numbers with our company show that a lot of people, October and February are our two busiest months. So I think a lot of people would, would be surprised. But we've been taking our family since eight years maybe now we've gone every fall we do take the kids out of school for a week we just really enjoy that time end of october early november it's an amazing time to go resorts are 50 to 60 percent capacity you're you're going to get the run of the place uh prices are great and then again end of january mid-january really through february before spring break starts another great time to go you're going to get great prices and kind of have your pick on where you go and again resorts aren't that full when it comes to be spring break time there are deals to be had but you're going to pay for it yeah when are the best deals yeah when it's when it's usually happening because it's november now you know things like coming up like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and I also heard recently No Flight Tuesday. It's like a day after Cyber Monday, possibly. <laughs> yeah. So, well, there's in the travel business, there's lots of tips and tricks. Tuesdays and Wednesdays in general are great times to book flights. So you can take that for what it's worth. But yeah, I would think Tuesday after Black Friday, you might see some deals. However, keep in mind, when you see that kind of stuff, it's not like going to the store and buying that Black Friday item. You might want to do a little bit of research or know what you're going to do so you don't make a decision you come to regret. Also, you know, if that deal is out there, a lot of people are going. Um, so you might be walking into a resort that is jam-packed. That affects service. That could affect wait times at restaurants, things like that. So just keep that in mind. But there are deals. And what we do, we always, we always try and find the best deal for the situation. And I think so like July into mid-August, you can find deals. A lot of people say, I don't want to go. It's summer. I want to enjoy summer here. We've gone to Mexico in July and it was amazing. And we got an amazing deal. Again, October into early to mid-November, you're going to find deals. And then probably mid-January through February, you're going to find great pricing. And then May. Last year, we sent somebody first week of May. We sent two adults 
for a week to Puerto Vallarta for 500 bucks a person. Wow. I'm All gonna, inclusive. Yep. Going, flights, everything. Going right now. <laughs> <laughs> so... It really, it, it depends. And then, you know, there we might need to fill up a charter flight. We could get a, you know, a last minute deal or a hotel might be light on booking and they might throw deals out there. So there's always stuff to be found, you know, if you're willing to be a little bit patient. Awesome. What Now, we know Mexico, Dominican, uh, those seem to be like the hot spots. Where's the up and comer? So I want to say the brand that we really like the am resorts they just opened an all-inclusive in saint martin Mm. so i think that you're going to see some of those mid-caribbean islands starting to boom and curacao also is an area that they're putting some resource into they just built a brand new dreams resort there and it's it's drop dead gorgeous state of the art and i i think they're trying to attract more people and so i think a lot of those smaller islands you're going to start to see people flocking to probably over the next five years because some of those countries understand where where to put their resources sure. so and i would imagine you know people are have been to the mexico's and the dominicans they're looking for other things and i think the only thing you'll probably run into is is probably poor flight times i would imagine yeah for example we're going in march over leah's spring break and we don't have a real sexy flight on the way out of here. I mean, we leave Chicago at two in the morning, but we're going to Huatuco, Mexico. That's one of the gems. Everybody says, oh, I've done Mexico. You haven't done Mexico until you've gone to Huatuco and stayed in one of the resorts there because you're like in your own private bay and the little city center, the La Crucecita is just one of the coolest things. It's it's literally a town square and you walk around and it's, it, it's like out of a movie. It's so cool. Not super great flight times in and out, but for what, again, and what you get there, mm-hmm. to me, it was worth it, you know, to make that sacrifice. For sure. Cool. Very cool. All right. So we're going to wrap things up here. Ryan, uh, thanks for coming on. Where where can everybody find you? Who need Whoever needs a good travel agent who's listening to this, you aren't just limited to, say, Titletown, Green Bay. You're, you can book from pretty much anywhere, right? We can book through the entire U.S. We do have some friends in Canada that we've met through the years through traveling. We can really, we can book anybody as long as you have a U.S. form of payment. Credit card, debit card, whatever we're going to use for payment. You just, that's really the only qualification for us to book. Is you have so to have, cash doesn't work. Unfortunately, cash does not work. <laughs> we, we had one customer who wanted to bring us a brown paper bag cash and he said um no we we got the we got it resolved and figured it out quick but um so yeah titletown travel our number one resource that we utilize is facebook so find us on titletown travel uh we just hit a huge milestone today and got over a thousand page likes which is kind of a big deal for us we're very excited about that very proud of who we are again my wife leah and i have owned this and ran it and you know we're we consider ourselves a boutique travel company um like monty said earlier i've taken the time Um, over the last month and a half here to really grow our business so that we can better serve our customers. Titletown at Outlook.com is the email, I believe. Um, Titletown Travel? I'm sorry, you're right. Titletown Travel at Outlook.com. Facebook is the best way to go. 
Yeah, find them on Facebook. And Yuri and I are both clients. And I will tell you this, we've had an amazing experience. We've had zero travel issues. So I know some things arise, but you know, there's some flight discrepancies here and there, and that was not their fault. That's just how airlines are. But you know, it's one phone call into Leah and she handled everything about as smoothly as she possibly could have. And it's been a great experience and um, and it's been a lot of fun. And if you ever get a chance to travel with Ryan, Mr. Jakes is the man. <laughs> um, and one thing what you mentioned there is one phone call from Leah. There's a lot of people say, why do I need a travel agent? Yep. I'm going to put it this way. We have different phone numbers than you do. When there's flight delays, um, when things get canceled, we go into a different queue. And typically we're taken care of within minutes, whereas you could be on hold for an hour, two, three and get nowhere. Right. So those are things they typically deal with the, the travel agents quicker because they know, you know, we have a lot at stake there. Sure, so sure. just a, a side note. Yeah, sure. Yuri, how was your experience? Oh, my experience was wonderful. My wife was looking at trips. I think we booked with you guys two years ago and she sent Leah a message and uh, Leah was so professional. We got a response within five minutes and the whole vacation was booked within half an hour. So happy wife, happy life. She was in my case for vacation. <laughs> um, I'm kidding you not for six months. My wife starts looking at, at the next vacation on our current vacation. So I'm always <laughs> under pressure, but happy wife, happy life. Experience with Leah was phenomenal and we didn't have to pay any booking fees, which was wonderful. And we got all the perks, we got transportation. That was wonderful. And we are looking to deal with you again, guys. We are pretty much ready to book our next vacation. I'm <laughs> burning out here slowly. <laughs> Need a recharge. If, if you can't tell from Yuri's opener, he, he's, can, he needs a help. vacation. <laughs> So I wanted to say thank you for joining us, Ryan. Today was episode number nine. I want you to check out Ryan's and Leah's page on Facebook at Titletown Travel. Shoot them a message, ask about your vacation, pick up your new favorite spot. In the meantime, our podcast will be rolling out on Monday. You can find us on social media. We have Facebook page. It's Take Action Podcast MY. Same name on Instagram, Take Action Podcast MY. And other than that, YouTube you can now too, right? YouTube, YouTube channel to Take Action Podcast with Monty and Euro. It's still work in progress, but we slowly get in there. And for those who like to listen on your phones, we on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple. So we basically on any major platform you can only imagine. Want to do a quick shout out to our new listener. Our analytics said that we had a listener from India this week. So, awesome. So now we oh, we get in international. We got UK. We have Norway, Turkey, Czech, Czech Republic, Republic, and yeah. now India. So thank you for tuning in, guys. Every weekend uh, we are here for you. So if you can motivate you to do one thing of your to-do list, a few things a week, just take some action. We're here for you, and we'll see you next week. Boom.